Part One of Hippolytus by Euripides, translated by Gilbert Murray. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Aphrodite, read by Capricia Page. Hippolytus, read by M. B. Old Huntsman, read by Delmar H. Dolbeer. Nas read by april gonzalez chorus leader read by naomi park chorus one read by amanda friday chorus two read by elizabeth clatt chorus three read by amy Graymore. phaedra read by elizabeth clatt theseus read by bruce peary henchman read by bob gonzalez artemis read by ariel lipshaw narrator read by Linny. the scene is laid in trozen great among men and not unnamed am i the cyprian in god's inmost halls on high and wheresoe'er from pontus to the far red west men dwell and see the glad day-star and worship me the pious heart i bless and wreck that life that lives in stubbornness for that there is even in a great god's mind that hungereth for the praise of humankind so runs my word and soon the very deed shall follow for this prince of theseus seed hippolytus son of that dead amazon and reared by saint lupithius in his own straight ways hath dared alone of all trozen to hold me least of spirits and most mean and spurn my spells and seek no woman's kiss but great apollo's sister artemis he holds all most high gives love and praise and through the wild dark woods for ever strays he and the maid together with swift hounds to slay all angry beasts from out these bonds to more than mortal friendship consecrate i grudge it not no grudge know i nor hate yet seeing he hath offended i this day shall smite hippolytus long since my way was opened nor needs now much labour more for once from pythias castle to the shore of athens came hippolytus overseas seeking the vision of the mysteries and phaedra there his father's queen high-born saw him and as she saw her heart was torn with great love by the working of my will and for his sake long since on paula's hill deep in the rock that love no more might roam she built a shrine and named it love at home and the rock held it but its face always seeks trozen o'er the seas then came the day when theseus for the blood of kinsmen shed spake doom of exile on himself and fled phaedra beside him even to this Trozen, and here that grievous and amazed queen, wounded and wandering, with ne'er a word wastes slowly, and her secret none hath heard, nor dreamed. But never thus this love shall end. To Theseus' ear some whisper will I send, and all be bare, and that proud prince, my foe, his sire shall slay with curses 
even so endeth that boon the great lord of the main to theseus gave the three prayers not in vain and she not in dishonour yet shall die i would not rate this woman's pain so high as not to pay mine haters in full fee that vengeance that shall make all well with me but soft here he comes striding from the chase our prince hippolytus i will go my ways and hunters at his heels in a loud throng glorying artemis with praise and song little he knows that hell's gates opened are and this his last look on the great day star aphrodite withdraws unseen by hippolytus and a band of huntsmen who enter from the left singing they pass the statue of aphrodite without notice follow oh follow me singing on your ways her in whose hand are we her whose own flock we be the zeus child the heavenly to artemis be praise hail to thee maiden blessed proudest and holiest god's daughter great in bliss leto born artemis hail to thee maiden far fairest of all that are yea and most high thine home child of the father's hall here o most virginal here o most fair of all in high god's golden dome the huntsmen have gathered about the altar of artemis hippolytus now advances from them and approaches the statue with a wreath in his hand to thee this wreathed garland from a green and virgin meadow bear i o my queen where never shepherd leads his grazing ewes nor scythe has touched only the river dews gleam and the spring bee sings and in the glade hath solitude her mystic garden made no evil hand may cull it only he whose heart hath known the heart of purity unlearned of man and true whate'er befall take therefore from pure hands this coronal o mistress loved thy golden hair to twine for soul of living man this grace is mine to dwell with thee and speak and hear replies of voice divine though none may see thine eyes oh keep me to the end in this same road an old huntsman who has stood apart from the rest here comes up to hippolytus my prince for master name i none but god gave i good counsel wouldst thou welcome it right gladly friend else were i poor of wit knowest thou one law that through the world has won what wouldst thou and how runs thy law say on it hates that pride that speaks not all men fair and rightly pride breeds hatred everywhere and good words love and grace in all men's sight ay and much gain withal for trouble slight how deem'st thou of the gods are they the same surely we are but fashioned on their frame why then wilt thou be proud and worship not whom if the name be speakable speak out she stands here at thy gate the cyprian queen i greet her from afar my life is clean clean nay proud proud a mark for all to scan each mind hath its own bent for god or man god grant thee happiness and wiser thought these spirits that reign in darkness like me not what the gods ask o son that man must pay hippolytus turning from him to the others on huntsman to the castle make your way straight to the feast-room 
tis a merry thing after the chase a board of banqueting and see the steeds be groomed and in array the chariot dight i drive them forth to-day he pauses and makes a slight gesture of reverence to the statue on the left then to the old huntsman that for thy cyprian friend and not beside hippolytus follows the huntsman who stream by the central door in the castle the old huntsman remains huntsman approaching the statue and kneeling old cyprian for a young man in his pride i will not follow here before thee meek in that one language that a slave may speak i pray thee oh if some wild heart in froth of youth surges against thee be not wroth forever nay be far and hear not then gods should be gentler and more wise than men he rises and follows the others into the castle the orchestra is empty for a moment then there enter from right and left several trozanian women young and old their number eventually amounts to fifteen there riseth the rock-born river of ocean's tribe men say the crags of it gleam and quiver and pitchers dip in the spray a woman was there with raiment white to bathe and spread in the warm sunlight and she told a tale to me there by the river the tale of the queen and her evil day how ailing beyond allayment within she hath bowed her head and with shadow of silken raiment the bright brow hair bespread for three long days she hath lain forlorn her lips untainted of flesh or corn for that secret sorrow beyond allayment that steers to the far sad shore of the dead is this some spirit o child of man doth hecate hold thee perchance or pan doth she of the mountains work her ban or the dread corybantes bind thee nay is it sin that upon thee lies sin of forgotten sacrifice in thine own dictinus see wild eyes who in limna here can find thee for the deep's dry floor is her easy way, And she moves in the salt-wet whirl of the spray. Or doth the lord of Arachius' race Thy Theseus watch for a fairer face, For secret arms in a silent place, Far from thy love or chiding? Or hath there landed amid the loud hum Of Pariah's sailor crowd Some Cretan venturer, weary-browed, who bears to the queen some tiding some far home grief that hath bowed her low and chained her soul to a bed of woe nay no yet not this burden hath always lain on the devious being of woman yea burdens twain the burden of wild will and the burden of pain through my heart once that wind of terror sped but i in fear confessed cried from the dark to her in heavenly bliss the helper of pain the bow-maid artemis whose feet i praise for ever where they tread far off among the blessed but see the queen's grey nurse is at the door sad-eyed and sterner methinks than of yore with the queen doth she lead her hither to the wind and sun ah fain would i know what strange betiding hath blanched that brow and made that young life wither 
the nurse comes out from the central door followed by phaedra who is supported by two handmaids they make ready a couch for phaedra to lie upon o sick and sore the days of men what wouldst thou what shall i change again here is the sun for thee here is the sky and the very pillows whence would lie by the castle door but the cloud of thy brow is dark i ween and soon thou wilt back to thy bower then so swift to change is the path of thy feet and near things hateful and far things sweet so was it before oh pain were better than tending pain for that were single and this is drain with grief of heart and labour of limb yet all man's life is but ailing and dim and rest upon earth comes never but if any far off state there be dearer than life to mortality the hand of the dark hath holds her off and mist is under and mist above and so we are sick of life and cling and earth to this nameless and shining thing for other life is found and sealed and the deeps below are unrevealed and we drift on legends for ever phaedra during this has been laid on her couch she speaks to the handmaids yes lift me not my head so low there hold my arms fair arms they seem my poor limbs scarce obey me now take off that hood that weighs my brow and let my long hair stream nay toss not child so feveredly the sickness best will win relief by quiet rest and constancy all men have grief phaedra not noticing her oh for a deep and dewy spring with runlets cold to draw and drink and a great meadow blossoming long grassed and poplars in a ring to rest me by the brink now child shall strangers hear this jane so wild and thoughts of fever flame oh take me to the mountain oh past the great pines and through the wood up where the lean hounds softly go a wine for wild things blood and madly flies the dappled roe oh god to shout and speed them there an arrow by my chestnut hair drawn tight and one keen glimmering spear oh if i could but wouldst thou with them fancies all thy hunting on thy fountain brink but wouldst thou by the city wall cons hair our own brook passion fall downhill if thou wouldst drink o oh, mistress of the sea-lorn mere where horse-hoofs beat the sand and sing o oh, artemis that i were there to tame anetian steeds and steer swift chariots in the ring nigh mountain wall but now thy hands yend up with craving for the chase and now toward the unsea-swept sands thou roamest where the causes pace o old yon steed but prophet knows power that holds thy curve and froze thy swift heart from his race at these words phaedra gradually recovers herself and pays attention what have i said woe's me had where gone straying from my wholesome mind what did i fall in some god's snare nurse veil my head again and blind mine eyes oh, there is a tear behind that lash Oh, I am sick with shame. Ay, but it hath a sting. 
to come to reason. Yet the name of madness is an awful thing. Oh, could I but die in one swift flame, unthinking, unknowing! I veil thy face, child, or that so mine own were veiled for evermore. So sore I love thee, though the law of long life mocks me, and I know how love should be a lighthouse thing, not rooted in the deep of the heart. With gentleness, child, to twine apart, if need say call, the closer cling. Why do I love thee so, O fool, O fool, the heart that bleeds for twain, and builds, men tell us, walls of pain? To walk by love's unswerving rule, the same forever, stern and true. For thorough is no word of peace, tis not too much makes trouble cease, and many wise men boast that you. The leader of the chorus here approaches the nurse. Nurse of our queen, thou watcher old and true, we see her great affliction, but no clue have we to learn the sickness. Wouldst thou tell the name and sort thereof? T'would like us well. Small leech craft have I, and she tells no man. Thou knowest no cause? Nor when the unrest began? It all comes to the same. She will not speak. Leader, turning and looking at Phaedra. How she is changed and wasted, and how weak! Tis the third day she hath fasted utterly. What, is she mad, or doth she seek to die? I know not, but to that it sure must lead. Tis strange that Theseus takes hereof no heed. She hides her wind, and verse it is not so. Can he not look into her face and know? Nay, he is on a journey these last days. Canst thou not force her, then, or think of ways to trap the secret of the sick heart's pain? Have I not tried all ways, and all in vain? Yet will I cease not now, and thou shalt tell, if in her grief I serve a mistress well. She goes across to where Phaedra lies, and presently, while speaking, kneels by her. Dear daughter mine, all that before was said, that both of us forget, and thou instead be kindlier, and unlock that present brow, and I who follow thee in the wrong road, now will leave it and be wiser. If thou fear some secret sickness, there be women here to give thee comfort. Phaedra shakes her head. No, not secret. Then is it a sickness meant for aid of men? Speak that our leech may tell thee. Sound still? Nah, child, but prophet silence, it is ill this that I counsel makes me see the wrong. If all then yield to me, nigh child, I long. For one kind word, one look. Phaedra lies motionless. The nurse rises. Oh, woe is me. Women will labour here all fruitlessly. Oh, as far off as ever from her heart, she ever scorned me, and now has no part, of all my prayers. Turning to Phaedra again. Nay, here thou shorten be. If so thou wilt, more wild than the wild sea. But no, thou art the little one's betrayer, if thou die now, shall child of thine be heir, to this use's castle. Nay, not thine, I ween, but hers, that barbed Amazonian queen, hath left a child to bend thy children low, a bastard all-hearted, says not so, to Paulitus. Oh! She starts up, sitting, and throws the veal off. That stings thee? Nurse, most sore thou hast hurt me. In God's name speak that name no more. Thou seest, thy mind is clear. But with thy mind, thou wilt not save thy children, nor be kind to thine own life. 
My children! Nay, most dear, I love them. Far, far other grief is here. Nurse, after a pause, wondering. Thy hand is clean, a child from strain of blood. My hand is clean, but is my heart, O oh God? So my name is Bell, hath might thy spirit then? He hates me not, that slays me, nor I him. Theseus the king hath wronged thee in man's voice. Oh, could I but stand guiltless in his eyes! O oh, speak! What is this that fraught mystery? Nay, leave me to my wrong. I wrong not thee. Nurse, suddenly throwing herself in supplication at Phaedra's feet. Not wrong me. Give thy word is all desolate leave. Phaedra, rising and trying to move away. What wouldst thou? Force me, clinging to my sleeve. Yea, to thy knees, and weep. And let not go. Woe to thee, woman, if thou learn it. Woe! I know no bitterer woe than losing thee. Yet the deed shall honour me. Why however honest thee? Tis all I claim. Why so I build up honour out of shame? Then speak, and higher still thy foam shall stand. Go, in God's name! Nay, leave me, loose my hand. Never until they grant me what I pray. Phaedra, yielding. After a pause. So be it. I dare not tear that hand away. Nurse, rising and releasing Phaedra. Tell all thou wilt, daughter. I speak no more. Mother, poor mother, that didst love so sore. What meanest thou, child? The white bull of the tide? And thou, sad sister, Dionysus' bride. Child, what is thy shame in the house where thou wast born? And I the third, sinking most all forlorn. Nurse to herself. I'm all lost and fed. What will she say? From there my grief comes, not from yesterday. I come no nearer to the parable. Oh, would that thou couldst tell what I must tell. I am a seer in things I wot not of. Phaedra, again hesitating. What is it that they mean who say men love? A thing most sweet, my child, yet dolorous. Only the half belike hath fallen on us. Nurse starting. On thee? Love? Oh, what sayst thou? What man's son? What man's? There was a queen, an Amazon. Hippolytus, sayst thou? Phaedra again wrapping her face in the veal. Nay, twas thou, not I. Phaedra sinks back on the couch and covers her face again. The nurse starts violently from her and walks up and down. Oh, God! What wilt thou say, child? How wilt thou try to kill me? Oh, it is more than I can bear, women. I will no more of it. This glare of hate today that's shining in the sky, I'll fling down my body and let it lie till life be gone. The women, got rest with you. My wakes are over. For the pure and true force to evil against their own heart's vow, and love it. She suddenly sees the statue of Cyprus, and stands with her eyes riveted upon it. Ah, oh, Cyprian, no god art thou, but more than god and greater that hath trust, me and my queen and all our house to dust. She throws herself on the ground, close to the statue. O women, have ye heard? Nay, dare ye hear the desolate cry of young queen's misery. My queen, I love thee dear. 
yet liefer were I dead than framed like thee. Woe, woe to me for this thy bitter bane! Surely the food man feeds upon is pain. How wilt thou bear thee through this livelong day, Lost and thine evil naked to the light? Strange things are close upon us, who shall say? How strange? Save one thing that is plain to sight, The stroke of the Cyprian, and the fall thereof, On thee, thou child of the isle of fearful love. Phaedra, during this, has risen from the couch, And comes forward collectedly. As she speaks, the nurse gradually rouses herself, And listens more calmly. O women, dwellers in this portal seat of Pelops' land, Gazing towards my Crete, how oft in other days than these Have I through night's long hours thought of man's misery, And how this life is wrecked! And to mine eyes, not in man's knowledge, not in wisdom lies the lack that makes for sorrow. Nay, we scan and know the right, for wit hath many a man, but will not to the last end strive and serve. For some grow too soon weary, and some swerve to other paths, setting before the right the diverse far-off image of delight, and many are delights beneath the sun. Long hours of converse, and to sit alone musing, a deadly happiness, and shame. Though two things there be hidden in one name, And shame can be slow poison if it will. This is the truth I saw then, and see still. Nor is there any magic that can stain That white truth for me, or make me blind again. Come, I will show thee how my spirit hath moved. When the first stab came, and I knew I loved, I cast about how best to face mine ill. And the first thought that came was to be still, And hide my sickness. For no trust there is in man's tongue That so well admonishes, and counsels, and betrays, And waxes fat with griefs of its own gathering. After that I would my madness bravely bear, And try to conquer by mine own heart's purity. My third mind, when these two availed me not to quell love, was to die. Motion of protest among the women. The best, best thought, gainsay me not, of all that man can say. I would not have mine honour hidden away. Why should I have my shame before men's eyes kept living? And I knew in deadly wise shame was the deed and shame the suffering, and I a woman too to face the thing despised of all. Oh, utterly accursed be she of women who so dared the first to cast her honour out to a strange man. Twas in some great house surely that began this plague upon us. Then the baser kind, when the good led towards evil, followed blind and joyous. Cursed be they whose lips are clean and wise and seemly, but their hearts within rank with bad daring. How can they, O oh, thou that walkest on the waves, great Cyprian, 
How smile in their husbands' faces, and not fall, not cower before the darkness that knows all! I dread the dead still chambers, lest one day the stones find voice and all be finished. Nay, friends, tis for this I die, lest I stand there having shamed my husband and the babes I bear. In ancient Athens they shall some day dwell. My babes, free men, free-spoken, honourable, and when one asks their mother proud of me, for, oh, it cows a man, though bold he be, to know a mother's or a father's sin. Tis written, one way is there, one, to win this life's race, could man keep it from his birth a true clean spirit. And through all this earth to every false man that hour comes apace when time holds up a mirror to his face, and girl-like marvelling there he stares to see how foul his heart. Be it not so with me. Ah, God, how sweet is virtue and how wise, and honour its due meed in all men's eyes. Nurse, who has now risen and recovered herself, Mistress, the shots with terror struck me low. A moment since, hearing of this thy woe, but now I was a coward. And men say I was like a thought the wiser is all way. This is a monstrous thing. No grief too dire to meet with quite thinking. In her eye a most strong goddess has swept down on thee. Thou lovest, is it not so strange? Many there be beside thee. And because thou lovest, wilt fall and die. And must all lovers die then? All that are, or shall be, obliged law for them. Nay, when in might she swoops, no strength can stem Cypris, and if man yields him, she is sweet. But is he proud and stubborn? From his feet she lifts him, and, how think you, flings to scorn. She ranges with the stars of eve and morn, she wanders in the heaving of the sea, and all life lives from her. I, this is she that sows love's seed and brings love's fruits to birth and great love's brethren are all we are on earth nay they who call great books of ancient days or dwell among the muses tell and praise how Zeus himself once yearned for semele her maiden eels in her radiancy swept careful us to heaven away away for soul love's sake and there they dwell men say and fear not fret not for thing too stern hath met and crushed them. And must thou, then, turn and struggle, sprang there from thy father's blood, the little soul, all lonely, all the god that rules thee, is the other than our god? Now yield thee to men's ways, and kiss their rods. How many, deemst thou, of men good and wise, know their own home's blood, and avert their eyes? How many fathers, when a son has strayed, and tall beneath the Cyprian, bring him aid? not chiding and man's wisdom here hath been to keep what is not good to see unseen a straight and perfect life is not for man nigh in a shut house let him if he can but sheltered rooms and make all lines true but here out in a wide sea fallen and full fear hope is there so easily to swim to land canst thou but set thine ill days on one hand and will get days on the other verily O child of a man, life is well with thee. She pauses, and then draws nearer to Phaedra. 
nigh of the daughter seize thy naval mind seize thy first pride for pride it is and blind to seek to oppass god love on and dare i god hath willed it hence in spain is there make the pain sleep songs are there to bring calm and magic words and i shall find the balm be sure to heal thee else in sore dismay when men could not we women find our way what is there queen in all this woman says to ease thy suffering but tis thee i praise albeit that praise is harder to thine ear than all her chiding was and bitterer oh this it is hath flung to dogs and birds men's lives and homes and cities fair false word oh why speak things to please our ears we crave not that tis honour honour we must save why pray so proud brave no ways thou cravest tis a man's arms phaedra moves indignantly up and face the truth of what thou art and name it straight be not the life thrown open here for fate to be torn hadst thou been a woman pure or wise or strong never had i feel your of joy and heartache let thee answer this that when a whole life one great battle is to win or lose no man can blame me then shame on thee lock those lips and ne'er again let word nor thought so foul have harbour there foul if thou wilt but better than the fair for thee and me and better too the deed behind them if it say thee in thy need that the red honour thou wilt die to win nay in god's name such wisdom and such sin are all about thy lips urge me no more for all the soul within me is wrought o'er by love and if thou speak and speak i may be spent and drift where now i shrink away well as thou wilt so best never to hear but having it to take a counsellor is second mark me now i have within love filters to make peace where storm hath been that with no shame no scathe of mine shall save thy life from anguish wilt but thou be brave to herself rejecting ah but from him the beloved some sign we need a word or i meant him to twine him with a charm and one spell knit from twain is it a potion or a salve be plain who knows seek to be helped child not to know why art thou ever subtle i dread thee so as i would dread everything what dost thou dread least to his ear some word be whispered let be child i will make all well with thee only thou o cyprian of the sea be with me and mine own heart come what may shall know what ear to seek what word to say the nurse having spoken these last words in prayer apart to the statue of cyprus turns back and goes into the house phaedra sits pensive again on her couch till towards the end of the following song when she rises and bends close to the door eros eros who blindest tear by tear men's eyes with hunger thou swift foe that pliest deep in our hearts joy like an edged spear come not to me with evil haunting near wrath on the wind nor jarring of the clear wings music as thou fliest there is no shaft that burneth not in fire not in wild stars far off and flinging fear as in thine hands the shaft of all desire eros child of the highest in vain 
In vain by old Alpheus' shore The blood of many bulls doth stain the river, And all Greece bows on Phoebus' Pythian floor. Yet bring we to the master of man no store, The key-bearer, who standeth at the door close barred, Where hideth ever the heart of the shrine. Yea, though he sack man's life like a sacked city, And moveth evermore girt with calamity And strange ways of strife, him have we worshipped never. There roamed a steed in Arcalia's wild, A maid without yoke, without master, And love she knew not, that fair king's child. But he came, he came with a song in the night, With fire, with blood, and she strove in flight, A torrent spirit, a maenad white, Faster and vainly faster, Sealed unto Heracles by the Cyprian's might. Alas, thou bride of disaster! O mouth of Dirce, O God-built wall, That Dirce's wells run under, Ye know the Cyprian's fleet foot fall, Ye saw the heavens around her flare, When she lulled to her sleep that mother fair, Of twy-born Bacchus, and decked her there, The bride of the bladed thunder, for her breath is on all that hath life, and she floats in the air. Be-like, death-like, a wonder. During the last lines, Phaedra has approached the door and is listening. Silence, ye women. Something is amiss. How? In the house? Phaedra, what fear is this? Let me but listen. There are voices. Hark! I hold my peace, yet is thy presage dark. O oh, misery! O oh, God, that such a thing should fall on me! What sound, what word, O oh women, friend, makes that sharp terror start out thy lips? What ominous cry, half heard, hath leapt upon thine heart? I am undone. Bend to the door and hark. Hark what a tone sounds there and sinks away. Thou art beside the bars. Tis thine to mark the castle's floating message. Say, O oh, say, what thing hath come to thee? Why, what thing should it be? The son of that proud Amazon speaks again in bitter wrath, speaks to my handmaiden. I hear a noise of voices, nothing clear. For thee the din hath words, as though barred locks floating at thy heart it knocks. Pander of sin, it says. Now canst thou hear? And there, betrayer of a master's bed. Ah, me, betrayed, betrayed! Sweet princess, thou art ill-bested, Thy secret brought to light and ruin near, By her thou heldest dear, By her that should have loved thee and obeyed. Ay, I am slain. She thought to help my fall with love instead of honour, And wrecked all. Where wilt thou turn thee, where? And what help seek, O wounded, to despair? I know not, save one thing to die right soon. For such as me God keeps no other boon. The door in the centre bursts open, and Hippolytus comes forth, closely followed by the nurse. Phaedra cowers aside. O Mother Earth, O son that makest clean, what poison have I heard, what speechless sin? Hush, my prince, less other mark, and guess. I have heard horrors, shall I hold my peace? Here, yeah, by this fair right arm, son, by thy pledge. Down with that hand, touch not my garment's edge. Oh, but thy knees be silent, or I die. Why, when thy speech was all so guiltless, why? It is not me, fair son, for every year. Good words can bravely forth, and have no fear. 
Thy nose, thy nose, I took thy nose before. Twas but my tongue, twas not my soul that swore. And son, what wilt thou? Wilt thou slay thy kin? I own no kindred from the spawn of sin. He flings her from him. No, spare me, but as one's ear, no despair. O oh God, why hast thou made this gleaming snare woman to dog us on the happy earth? Was it thy will to make man? Why his birth through love and woman? Could we not have rolled our store of prayer and offering, royal gold, silver, and weight of bronze before thy feet, and brought of God new child souls as were meet for each man's sacrifice, and dwelt in homes free, where nor love nor woman goes and comes? How is that daughter not a bane confessed, whom her own sire sends forth? He knows best, and will some man but take her pays a dower? And he, poor fool, takes home the poison flower, Laughs to hang jewels on the deadly thing he joys in, Labors for her robe-wearing, Till wealth and peace are dead. He smarts the less in whose high seat is set a nothingness, A woman not availing. Worst of all, the wise, deep-thoughted. Never in my hall may she sit throned to thinks and waits and sighs, For Cyprus breeds most evil in the wise and least in her whose heart has naught within for puny wit can work but puny sin why do we let these handmaids pass the gate wild beasts were best voiceless and fanged to wait about their rooms that they might speak with none nor ever hear one answering human tone but now dark women in still chambers lay plans that creep out into light of day on handmaids lips turning to the nurse as thine accursed head braved the high honour of my father's bed and came to traffic our white torrent's spray shall drench mine ears to wash those words away and couldst thou dream that i i feel impure still at the very hearing no for sure woman naught but mine honour saves ye both had thou not trapped me with that guileful oath no power had held me secret till the king knew all but now, while he is journeying, I too will go my ways and make no sound. And when he comes again, I shall be found beside him, silent, watching with what grace thou and thy mistress shall greet him face to face. Then shall I have the taste of it, and know what woman's guile is. Woe upon you, woe! How can I too much hate you, while the ill ye work upon the world grows deadlier still? Too much? Make woman pure and wild love tame, or let me cry forever on their shame. He goes off in fury to the left. Phaedra, still cowering in her place, begins to sob. Sad, sad and evil starred is woman's state. What shelter now is left or guard? What spell to loose the iron knot of fate? And this thing, O oh my God, O oh thou sweet sunlight, is but my desert. I cannot fly before the avenging rod falls, cannot hide my hurt. What help, O oh ye who love me, can come near? What god or man appear to aid a thing so evil and so lost? Lost for this anguish presses soon or late to that swift river that no life hath crossed. No woman ever lived so desolate. Ah me, the time for deeds is gone. The boast proved vain that spake thine handmaid, and all lost. At these words, 
Phaedrus suddenly remembers the nurse, who is cowering silently where Hippolytus had thrown her from him. She turns upon her. Oh, wicked, wicked, wicked! Murderous heart to them that loved thee! Hast thou played thy part? Am I enough trod down? May Zeus my sire blast and uproot thee, stab thee dead with fire! Said I not, knew I not thine heart, to name to no one soul that this now is my shame? And thou couldst not be silent. So no more I die in honour. But enough, a store of new words must be spoke, and new things thought. This man's whole being to one blade is wrought of rage against me. Even now he speeds to abase me to the king with thy misdeeds. Tell Pythias, fill the land with talk of sin. Oh, cursed be thou, and whoso else leaps in to bring bad aid to friends that want it not. The nurse has raised herself, and faces Phaedra, downcast, but calm. Mistress, thou blamest me, and all thy lots so bitter sore is, and is staying so wild. I bear with all, yet if I would, my child, I have mine answer. God is thy hearken, aught, and nursed is thee, I love thee, and I saw only some balm to heal thy deep despair, and found not what I sought for. Else I were wise, and thy friend and good had all sped right, so fair is it with us all in the well sight. First stab me to the heart, then humour me with words. Oh, tis fair, tis all as it should be. We talked too long, child. I did ill. But, oh, there's a way to save thee, even so. A way? No more ways. One way hast thou trod already, foul and false and loathed of God. Be gone out of my sight, and ponder how thine own life stands. I need no helpers now. She turns from the nurse, who creeps abashed away into the castle. Only do ye, high daughters of Trozen, yet all ye here be as it had not been. Know not, and speak of not, tis my last prayer. By God's pure daughter Artemis, I swear, no word will I of these thy griefs reveal. Tis well. But now, yea, even while I reel and falter, one poor hope, as hope now is, I clutch at in this coil of miseries, to save some honour for my children's sake, yea, for myself some fragment, though things break in ruin around me. Nay, I will not shame the old, proud Cretan castle whence I came. I will not cower before King Theseus's eyes, abased for want of one life's sacrifice. What wilt thou, some dire deed beyond recall? Die. But how die? Let not such wild words fall. Phaedra, turning upon her. Give thou not such light counsel. Let me be to sate the Cyprian that is murdering me. To-day shall be her day, and all strife past, her bitter love shall quell me at the last. Yet dying shall I die another's bane. He shall not stand so proud where I have lain bent in the dust. Oh, he shall stoop to share the life I live in, and learn mercy there. She goes off wildly into the castle. End of part one.